Hi, this is Rotan Task from Drop It Like It's Hoth, and you're listening to the Shattered Order Podcast. You're listening to the Shattered Order Podcast. Looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting? You found the podcast you're looking for. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. He doesn't like you. And Windkiller Inc. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We want it been. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead! This week, we find out who the fulcrum mentioned in a mysterious death post is and swoon over her awesome capabilities. But will we allow her to take down the Empire? Not if a reworked Tarkin has anything to say about it. All this and more, coming up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 46th. Is it the 46th? For- uh, 46th sure. episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend Wink. What's up, Wink? Hola, senor. Um, <laughs> you can probably guess, but not a lot going on here. Uh, just kind of relaxing and ready to talk about some stuff that happened this week there were some pretty cool announcements oh yeah absolutely and i know you're ready because you just had an awesome power nap right oh (laughs) yes i did it was glorious power naps are like the worst naps i know i there are so many people that love them to me it's like okay i slept and now i feel worse yeah, I'm not a fan of them in the middle of the day. However, when you're tired and you have a podcast to do and you're not going to make it unless you get sleep, it's really great to get like, you know, an hour and a half of sleep. And my voice on the phone is enough to wake up anyone, I think. Might have scared you awake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking to you on the phone while you're asleep is basically like having a washer right next to you. It's running and somebody throwing a cat in it. <laughs> and dude, I, yeah. I, so I thought that you probably thought you were dreaming when we were talking. Yeah, it was like, I'm not waking like, up. I'm laying there. And then Dan's like talking to me. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> You've never called me on my phone before. What is this madness? Yeah, that that is true. <laughs> But if you didn't, we would not be recording this podcast right I'd now. I'd have gone solo. I'd have been the. It would have been my yeah, Han probably. Solo podcast. Like, what do you uh, think about that, Dan? Did there? I would have talked to myself for at least an hour. It would have been great. Now everyone. Yeah. Oh, I remember. You told everyone you were going to give them a quickie. Yeah, and they enjoyed <laughs> it. Of course they did. Who wouldn't? 
future. All right, well, let's jump right into this then. So the first thing we got this week was uh, quite an interesting post from Not Really a Jedi. And the fact that he appeared back out of nowhere in the past few weeks is really awesome because he has a way with speaking to the community that is just awesome to me. Totally. They posted this uh, thread called the Expose Expose, and uh, it's it's great. Filled with uh, nice puns, some uh, quotes of famous TV shows, lots of gifs. I mean, it's a lot of text, but uh, it makes it easy to get through. So it was pretty nice. Basically, the whole idea of it was they... Fixed expose, but they didn't really fix it the first time around. So there are two versions of expose in the game data. This is from his too long didn't read, and that's what we'll cover here. But two vers- two different versions of expose in the game data. Resistance was using the old version, which would not apply the same as the new version. Fixing Exposed for Resistance potentially meant breaking the game, so they tried to leave it alone just to up, just update the language. The old Exposed and the current Exposed did not play well together, so now they fixed all versions of Exposed to operate exactly the same, even on Resistance. So I guess what the original cool. whole idea was is they thought that fixing Exposed for Resistance was going to break it even more. Or maybe I'm thinking, I'm mixing two things. I'm thinking of the uh, Vader fix. But uh, basically the whole point of this for the Expose is now that your resistance will actually be able to apply Expose when they hit a person that has Expose. So the way it's supposed to work will now work again. Essentially what it was, was the old version of Expose wouldn't allow Expose to get applied if there was already Expose. But the new one did, and that was basically the whole issue. Yep. It's and- obviously far more complicated than that. You can so... Cur- uh, <laughs> la, la. My, uh, my, my tongue is not awake. I am. Um, you can go read about all that on the forums. That nice, beautiful wall of text you can go enjoy it yeah just go to the developers updates section and it's right there not too hard to see it really does only say the expose expose so you can find it there but after that a few days later they came out with a update on the 17th but for the second week in a row it was bug fixes (laughs) so Basically, they uh, fixed the expose on the resistance guys. And this is what I was trying to say. So the Vader bug, this is what happened. There's been some understandable confusion on whether Vader is still bugged or no. So let's address the smoldering helmet in the room. And then, of course, there's a gif of Vader's broken helmet because gifs are the new thing on the forums. But the... So we talked with McMull last week about how Vader was kind of fixed for the first two rounds of or phases of the Rancor raid, but things started to stack again once you got into the third and fourth phases. 
So basically, here's the breakdown of what happened was bug one was his leader ability was stacking on multiple encounters. Bug two, his leader ability not interacting with Palpatine's crackling doom. So basically what they did was fixed. They fixed the stacking of his leader ability in multiple encounters and then fixed crackling doom from Palpatine to take away turn meter again. But by fixing Palpatine's crackling doom, it broke the stacking of turn meter reduction again. So they thought they fixed them both, but the second fix broke the first fix. So that's pretty hilarious to me. <laughs> yep. So now they've fixed both bugs and made sure that they don't break either of them. So Vader should actually be fixed now. And from what I've heard from our guild, it is a lot harder now to solo the raid. It's not impossible, but it is not a auto on basic anymore. So you can... Let's be honest, there are some people that have some very strong feelings about this. That is for sure. But if I were to give my opinion, which no one asked for, but I have a podcast, so I'm going to give it anyway. He was broken from the start. Okay. This is, this is not the way his ability was ever supposed to work. So what they've done is fixed it to what it was supposed to be from the start. Yes, we all got comfortable. Even I did, because I have him, with the way it was broken. But... They did not nerf him. They fixed him to what he was supposed to be. I know it seems like a nerf, but this is the way it was always meant to be. And one thing about this is we all knew that it was bugged. So it wasn't like anybody that spent Zetas on him in the past couple months for sure had any clue that it wasn't going to be changed. Like it's something that everybody was comfortable. Like if you zated him you knew that the rancor wasn't gonna be easy yeah pretty much i mean and they tried to fix him a couple times before this fix actually worked so you knew that they were looking into it it was always in the bug bin you know it's it was going to be fixed so if you spent the zetas on him and now you're understandably upset that you're not going to get what you thought you were getting well that's because they fixed it not because they nerfed him but because they fixed it and maybe some people will oh. think that's semantics, but I don't know. It just, I would have assumed that this was coming, so. I, I have a question. Um, have you noticed since, have okay, around the R2 event, they did something with Foresight. Have you noticed yes, that? Yes, I haven't there? mentioned it to anyone really, but... Uh, I will see every once in a while someone go get a hit on someone with foresight and hit them, and they'll keep their foresight. Yep. And then the following attack, the next time you attack someone, it will, it'll act like foresight is there. So basically, foresight will still work, but it may not work on that first attack. It'll work. And on I don't know the if you've seen attack. this also, but I've seen, and I think it's when foresight is up on a person. I've seen them skip a taunting tank and go after the person with foresight and hit them. That I, I've I seen some weird ta- counter the taunt and go for someone else mechanics lately. Figure they're all bugs. I need to pay more attention when it happens to find out like what's setting it up. But I'm pretty sure they're flying in after yes. the, uh, the foresight people instead of the tank. 
or the taunt and getting through. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. And I have one other issue with foresight. Um, you guys can let us know on the Reddit post for this episode if y'all are having these issues or direct us to, you know, if there's already a Reddit page about these, but I have not seen anything. But something else is R2-D2. When he does his improvise, it's an AoE that does damage and inflicts burn. When you do that to people with foresight... It inflicts the burn. The damage misses, but they still have foresight. Like that that's not how that no. should work, I don't believe. Like the burn is unavoidable, but the fact that the damage misses should kill yeah. the foresight. There's something weird going on with foresight for sure. So we'll see. Yes. Maybe I'll go so. check the bug bin again. Maybe something new's been added there, but I definitely know what you're talking about. Hopefully so. So, uh, I guess Cassie and Andor's crippling shot was copying Bernie to all enemies. So uh, that's not happening anymore. But that sounds awesome. <laughs> yep. Interesting. And they fixed old Daka's leader ability, and uh, one guy was real happy. Um. I'm surprised there were <laughs> yeah, that exactly. many. Yeah, just just a few more bugs that no one really... If you want to check them out, there's a bug post in the updates. There's a few things. Something on Snowtrooper, Jawa Engineer, and Jedi Knight Anakin. But nothing crazy, at least from what I've read. So... Yeah. And they've got a few more ship stuff. And, uh... Yeah. PVE stuff, just kind of interesting through the PVE stuff that they added in here. Someone, uh, someone had thought in Discord, just kind of the uh, you know the emoticon where the guy's thinking. Posted that after reading this, you know. But the PVE version of Sand Trooper is now correctly applying the intended dots in battle, and the immediate like joke was, "Hey, maybe that's because Sand Trooper's coming." And I said, if he is coming, he needs to be able to uh, cleanse. Because that would make troopers a lot more viable. But For sure. Yeah, exactly. They need one. But changed PV commando droid stealth will now expire when it's supposed to. Jedi Sentinel now correctly removes turn meter on target. So basically made those guys work correctly. So... Maybe you'll see something actually happen in a PvE battle than basics all the time from the guys on the other side. It's kind of weird when you get, like, a debuff from a PvE battle. Like, wait, that guy can do that? It's like I thought the only Imbo gave me debuffs. But what's ahead? Very exciting. Super exciting update this week. I can tell you that much. But... I can't tell you this much. Next week, we should have a much better, uh, more informative, more exciting update. Because as I was going to mention when we got to the event information for this week, May 25th, so five days from now, is the new event series start. And we still know nothing about it. So 
that update should be coming this week, and uh, we should know all the information we want and need about that next week. And I'm going ahead and... And... What are you going to say? Because I bet it's similar to what I was going to say. Probably. Uh, That is also the day of the 40th anniversary of a new Ah, yes. I'm I'm hoping that this big event is on par with the... Hoping. The date and the 40th anniversary and get something good out of it. What I was going to say is that from everything we've heard, the Phoenix Squadron should be coming up Farmville very soon. So I'm hoping that maybe Uh, when we find out about this event series that we also find out where the Phoenix Squadron's going. So that would be another exciting thing for next week, especially since I just finished farming most of the people that have been released recently. So... Be nice to go after some new Very ones. Very nice. Yeah. Yep, that's what we need. More more people, people to farm, farm to sit at gear one, level one. Yay. Um so that's those two things. As far as events go this week, nothing much to say besides that big event series starting on May 25th. And also we got an assault battle next week on foreign foreign moon on the foreign moon of Endor and that requires empire or drugs. foreign forest moon of Endor. foreign forest I thought forest was spelled with two R's oh, we need to is that, is that wrong I'm not an English because to me on the thing it says F-O-R-E-S-T and this might not even be a word but when I see That's forest right. I think of the one that is the most four so the closest to the front. So is this like the first moon? I don't know. It's late. I've been drinking. You're making my head <laughs> This hurt. is what I say when you've just woken up from a power nap to see if I can make your head explode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Thanks a lot. I will say this, though. Um, a little correction on something we said a couple weeks ago with the last military might event. About the four-star mod. That was not the military might event. That is the forest moon of Endor event. So, yeah, that was a screw-up on our part. But, yeah, this will be the assault battle where we start getting mods. Sweet. Yeah, finally. Give me some more mods. I like... Several people were asking us, like, weren't we supposed to get mods? And, you know, we had to go look look up on the forum post to realize, hey, we're yeah, exactly. idiots. Or I'm an idiot. I think I'm the one that said <laughs> I'll take the blame. Well, I uh, went along with it, so uh, whatever works. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> so, one thing I saw on Reddit when I was looking through to see if any of the devs had posted this week, which they didn't. There was a couple posts from Not Really a Jedi... Uh, talking about the expose expose, but that's about it. But one thing I saw that caught my eye as I was looking over there is is a Reddit post from Sinradi that said CG should add a chance to get a three dot or higher mod for Node Twelve of Galactic War. I am all for that. I mean, yep. y- you have to get all the way to the end, finish the event, or the uh, you know that part of your day 
and then you have a chance at a three daughter higher mod. I think that would be awesome. And I don't think it's too much to ask either. What? Yep, I agree. So that would be pretty sweet, I think. Would not mind. But not a whole lot else going on on Reddit. Um, lots of people playing with MS Paint and driving me crazy. But. Uh, oh, those are such a <laughs> post. I love them so much. Oh, uh. with a passion. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Can't dwell on that. Let's go to something else that's awesome. So what else we did we find out this week there, Wink? Um, not really much. I think that's it, isn't it? I think so. I mean, we can just stop right now. 20-minute podcast. We are good. Wow. This is a new record. Done in 20 minutes. <laughs> right? Actually... There's this group of people, what what do they call them, the, the Game Changers? They are called the Game Changers. Is that, is that accurate? I'm not sure if they're actually changing the game, but that is their name. Our good friend who was on previously, McMull2, he is one of these people. If you follow these guys at all on YouTube, you may be aware of where we're going. Because they had a pretty cool video that came out today. That surely you've seen if you haven't. Uh, you know, McMull did one, Smithy D did one. Miss Passiart, Warrior, um, Arnold 101. A good chunk of them. Yep. I think. Oh, and apparently there was someone who took Smithy D's video, changed the music. And claimed it as their own, so that guy, too. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a, a game kidding. changer. What a loser. The, yeah. You know, the, <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> well, you know, why be a game changer when you can be... I'll finish that joke later. That. Um, so <laughs> yeah. But another thing is, if you're a pot list fan of podcasts, which you probably are listening to this, we also got more information... On the Galactic War podcast from our good friends over there. So, got a lot of information this week between the Game Changers and Galactic War report. A lot of good stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I just want to mention that. Throw out a shout out to those guys. Very cool. So. So, what was this big news? Well, is there someone new coming to the game? Jar Jar Is Binks, there folks. A rework? Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Me's so excited. <laughs> Even half asleep. You can bust it out at will. <laughs> uh, it just happens. <laughs> That's great. Uh, no, it's not Jar Jar. Screw that guy. Oh, thank God. I, the people that want him, I just want to know why. Anyways, before we found out... They want him to troll everyone oh else. God. That's yeah, that's why. probably the only reason people are like saying that. But uh, there was a post on the forums a couple days ago, probably Wednesday, maybe Thursday, or maybe Tuesday, but it just was a picture of the fulcrum symbol from Rebels. And uh, that got everyone thinking... Does that mean there's a new character coming? Who is it going to be? Is it the June character of the month? Or the June fan favorite character? So everyone started going crazy. There was talk of 
Agent Callus, there was talk of Thrawn, and there was talk of Ahsoka. And there, one of those was actually correct. So which one was it? Well, it was not mm-hmm. Callus. And the transmission turned red, which made everyone think Thrawn, because in that episode, I guess that's when Thrawn uh, intercepts mm-hmm. the message, essentially. But no, it is Ahsoka. Yes, Fulcrum Ahsoka. And if you've seen the videos, and if you've listened to the Galactic War Report podcast, and you've heard about her, oh, you should be excited, because... She looks like she's a bro. badass. Bro. I'm super stoked. I, yeah. I'm all about this. I totally stopped my uh I stopped my gearing of Nihilus today. Just not that he's bad, but just because I have what I consider better characters geared up that will work with her than the ones I have for my Nihilus team. So I'm hoping that uh when she comes out that I will grab her and use her immediately. So we that is not a yeah. bad idea. However, you should still finish Nihilus because I mean he could make a good team out of Cup and <laughs> Mob Enforcer and Lobot. Like, yeah. But that's beside the point. Well if I had infinite gear, so maybe after May twenty fifth in this new series, then I would do that, but I want to save that gear for Ahsoka right now. Then I'll move back to her, or back to him, because he wants droid callers right now, and I have 12 salvage. And if Ahsoka needs droid callers and I give it to him, I'm going to be pissed. I'd much rather give it to Ahsoka. So, droid callers or badmintons, we'll just call them that. Or peacocks, is that what a badminton uh, ball is called? The peacock? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get the badminton reference. You know what the peak the the ball from badminton looks like? Oh, well, dude, that's yeah, what the okay, droid collar looks like that. to be. Every time I see it, I think of the badminton ball. Anyways, I just figured more people wanted uh, weird gear names to use, so badminton or yeah, peacock, whatever you want to say. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I am in dire need of peacocks. Just saying. Perfect. <laughs> well, I got a, I got some Ahsoka abilities right here I want to go over, so why don't we do that? Ooh, I say we totally so do she, that. Alignment, light side, description, enduring rebel attacker who shrugs off debuffs and consumes buffs to s- deal extra damage. Categories, light rebel attacker. Do you see anything missing in there? That makes it makes sense it's missing because it's canon, but I know there's something in there that a lot of people are surprised by, even the ones that don't watch the show. Yeah, she's not a Jedi. What the hell? <laughs> not a Jedi. Not really a Jedi, just <laughs> um, like the dev. Ah, uh, see what you did there. <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing that's really causing the fuss is she is not Phoenix. That's the other one. I guess I, I misled everyone yeah. there. The other one in there is def- is she is not Phoenix. So if you heard, listen to uh, listen to the uh, Galactic War podcast, they 
they said the reason for that is they just couldn't get her to work with that team correctly or couldn't get it to work well. Uh-huh. So they did not put the Phoenix tag on her. So are, are you, uh, do you buy that or are you selling that buy or sell? This should be our new. Well, it depends on what the, uh, it depends on what her unique was when they were testing her with, with uh, the Phoenix Squadron, because her unique now, where she's immune to damage over time effects, being split between all of Phoenix Squad, will kind of make them really ridiculous. It, yeah, like that—that that is a really good point. That alone, I mean, I could see why that would would make them not want to do it because. Like that, that would be that'd be pretty awesome to use. I mean, no, like no debuffs at all. Nothing. Yeah, that would that would be pretty. Amazing. If your whole team could get rid of I, debuffs I at the end of every turn, that would be pretty. Yeah, <laughs> like sign me, sign me up for that. Then everyone would be really excited next week if all the Phoenix became available. <laughs> Oh, I know, right? Like that's gimme, gimme, gimme. Phoenix, do it that yeah, way. Exactly. So yeah, uh, give us the Phoenix tag. Come on. <laughs> Maybe in the future we shall see. But I have a feeling she's going to be good enough that the odds of her being reworked and adding the Phoenix tag later on probably won't happen because she's just going to be that good anyway. But. Let's get into those abilities and talk about how good she is, shall we? Let's Basic, do it. deal physical damage. I'm going to le- read. Let me start over. I'm going to read the highest tier there is for her. So that way we know what the highest is, because most of the time you're not going to be using them lower. So deal physical damage to target enemy sure. and gain protection up 40% for two turns and grant protection up 40% to a random ally for two turns. So she does physical damage, and then she gives herself and someone else protection up. So. And that is her basic ability. That's very important. Basic, and it's 40% protection. It's nuts. Yes. But let's remember also, as we go on, that that's just another buff she gives out. And buffs are going to become important. So her basic gives out buffs. Special one, meditate. Asaka, 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 Asoka, (laughs) Asoka gains foresight and each non-unique buff, excluding taunt, present on other allies for two turns, then gains five to fit or gains 15% turn meter for each buff on her. So basically she gains foresight and steals every buff that everyone else has. And for each of the ones she gains... Each unique one she gains, she gets 15% turn meter. So the odds are there's a pretty good chance if she's stealing a good amount of buffs, she's going to be going immediately again. So that's important to know. Yep. And she also gains retribution on the, the highest tier of that ability. Oh, yes. Very true. So the Omega that gives retribution. So she'll gain foresight and retribution Odds are she's given someone protection up, so she's going to steal at the very least that. So there's already three buffs on her. Yep, which is 45% turn. Mm-hmm. 
So that's important. That's a good one. So let's see. Now she let's see. She's probably got a good chance. She's about to go again. And now we have her second special, which is called Whirlwind. And here it is. Consume all buffs on Ahsoka and deal physical damage to the target enemy. This attack scores an additional hit for each type of buff consumed. So use that meditate, steal the buffs, whatever buffs are out there on your team. She gains each and every one of them. And for everyone she uses this, everyone she has with this whirlwind ability, it will consume each and hit once for each of them. And uh, the Zeta on this is the target can't evade and has a minus 50% armor against this attack. So basically it adds 50% armor penetration and it can't be evaded and takes the cooldown from four to three. This is is, ridiculous. That's a good, good Zeta spin in my opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely. And if you watch any of these videos from the game changers on YouTube, you will see that Dude. this ability, if you've got buffs on her, is almost as good as Annihilate. Yeah, there's one video, I think it was in McMull's video, where, um, well, I could, actually, I could, all those videos, they were essentially sent footage from EA. So none of that stuff that they actually got to record, that was just the game footage that they got. Um so it was probably in everyone's video. Uh, but she hit a baze and wiped him out. That was it. Yeah, dude. He was gone. It was like, like that was between awesome. all the like damage indicator numbers and all the the health steal numbers that she got from that hit, like by the time that those cleared, Baze was just gone. Like a puff of smoke. Yep. It was awesome. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's... God, she looks so awesome. Yes. Now, with all those awesome moves, there's got to be some detrimental effects, but they're not too terrible, so let's read those. Her, the detrimental effects are not damage over time. Yeah. Well, she's not getting that detriment, for sure, because her unique is called Perseverance, and Ahsoka is immune to damage over time effects. At the end of each of turn, at the end of each of her turns, Ahsoka dispels all debuffs. No, no, no. Oh, sorry, you're at right. At the end of each turn, I said that wrong, and that is a very important distinction. At the end of each turn, so your allies or the enemies, Ahsoka dispels all debuffs on herself and loses fourteen. Or sorry, at the highest level, loses ten percent health for each debuff dispelled, then recovers five percent health for each buff on her. This health loss cannot defeat Ahsoka. So basically, for every debuff that's put on her in the turn ends, she's going to lose 10% health and gain 5% if she has for each buff on her if she has any. And just like the the AOE from Palpatine can't no, just like his unique can't kill and take off the last little bit of damage. Her unique can't take yep. hers either. So. And it says here, Ahsoka gains 30% crit avoidance on upgrade 7 to her ability. So it doesn't really say that in the base, but that's an extra 30% crit avoidance going on to her 
when you Omega her unique, and that is pretty damn good. Because oh, you yes. just took out a third of their chance to get a crit on her. Almost. So, third. tell me, what was your initial thought when you saw the gameplay video of these guys, of this of her? My first thought was, she seems pretty cool. And then I start watching videos, and I was like, well, that looks like a pretty strong attack. And then a couple minutes into the video, I'm like, sold. Sold on Ahsoka. Very excited. Um, gimme, gimme. Dude, she looks badass. Um, I think people are going to be really excited about her. I don't know how we're going to get her. I don't know what kind of event or... I actually, I think I read somewhere. It's, it's a, a marquee, it's a marquee event. event, but they didn't say when. Yeah, I don't know when it's coming, but it is a marquee event, which is just like uh, Sith Trooper, Nihilus, Sith Assassin. So my assumption is that yep. we'll get her at three stars, but possibly four. I can't remember what we got the others at. So I've never bought one of those little packs to upgrade their star level. This might be the first one that I buy. Uh, Absolutely. If it takes like... If it takes a $10 pack to bump her up to four stars, I may just go ahead and grab that. Sign me yeah. up. Yeah. She looks awesome. I'm excited. So where where does this leave us with Ahsoka? Like, what do you do with her? Well, there are a lot of awesome ideas in the videos that we saw. Yes, there are. And, uh, yeah, I... I myself am going to, we'll kind of talk about it later when we go over our arena a little bit, but I myself am going to try out a wedge-led team, bring them back. and uh, So that was a pretty common theme in all the videos, was people using wedge-lead. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, wedge, Beirut, Ahsoka, and throw somebody else in, R2, Kenobi... Cassian. Whatever. Cassian. Nope. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of options right there with characters that are that just about everyone already has and will make her amazing. Yeah, there's been there was a lot of good ideas, some that involved maybe a, keeping a mall lead with Sith the Tra- Assassin and Sith Trooper, along with Ahsoka that was one and that Cassian. Mick Mull came up with, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I saw that on Mick Mull's video. So that one's pretty cool. Um, there's some good ideas out there for teams, unconventional teams that don't require rebels, which is what she is. But what I want to talk about is using her in a rebel team, right? Because okay. I think they're, I went through and I looked through a Swagaga. Is that how they said it? Swagawaga Waka. Thank you. You got to turn. You gotta be a little bit more baby like it's like Swagaga. Oh, like, see, I was going go, for go uh, Fozzie the Bear from Muppets. Ah, but, uh, gotcha. Okay, <laughs> it could be Muppet Babies. Maybe that'll help. So my idea was uh, to talk about Rebel teams, right? And as far okay. as I think, with her, the best two leaders you could probably use. I don't think Admiral Akbar does anything. He doesn't give any buffs, so he's really not going to add too much uh, 
with his with just buff wise, which would be good for Ahsoka. And his leader ability really doesn't help with that type of team. Rebel eyes just get twenty five speed and tenacity. And uh, well, one thing that would be interesting with Admiral Akbar is so he has his tactical genius. Which gives a hundred percent turn meter anyway, so you could essentially use her meditate, and she would already be at full turn meter again for using whirlwind. The old- and her meditation would call in an assist, which might not be too bad. But yeah, not the assist possible. would. There are the assist would be decent, especially depending on who you had on the team. The only problem I feel like it's a waste of tactical genius when her. Meditate ability already grants so much turn meter, depending Agreed. on how much buffs you get. So yep. you'd be getting 100% turn meter, but let's say you were going to get 85%. That's all just gone now, you know? Yep. So you're, that turn meter basically turns into an assist. But it's not terrible, but I just don't think that I would use him as a leader on that team. I agree. But I do think Jin and Wedge are decent. Yes. So if you are unaware and live under a rock, Wedge is leader. Rebel allies have 30% offense, recover 15% of their max health, and 10% turn meter on a crit hit, and recover 25% of their max health whenever they defeat an enemy. So basically, they're getting a bunch of offense. They're getting health back every time they crit. And they're getting 10% turn meter when they crit. So a lot of stuff going on there for Rebels. A lot of stuff for um, Ahsoka. Now, I'm curious, with this leader ability, is that once per turn? Or let's say she gets eight hits off on Whirlwind. Is she going to gain 10% turn meter for every crit she gets? Huh. You would think so. No. Because there are multiple hits. Like... When she attacks on the screen, they come up listed as multiple attacks. Yeah. Because if that's the case, that's a really... You're already going back-to-back with Meditate and Whirlwind. But if you can get it to crit, you might even be able to go a third time in a row. If that's the way this works. That's pretty interesting. So, I like his leader ability. I think it'll work well. Now, I just want to mention Jin's because also... I don't think hers is too terrible either. But Zeta'd, and that's the other thing. Wedges doesn't require a Zeta. And Jin's doesn't require it either, but it adds a lot to what her leader ability is. And that's Rebel Allies have 35% potency and recover 5% protection whenever they gain a buff. So the only reason I put this in here is because you're building a team around Ahsoka that you want to give your team buffs with. So that she can steal them. So every time you're given out a buff, the idea here is that you would gain 5% protection from Jin. And enemies that suffer debuffs during Rebel Allies' turns have a 50% chance to also become exposed for two turns. Now this is where things with her kind of get uh, blurry, I guess. Because most of the characters that are throwing out buffs for the team are also not throwing out debuffs. So yeah, the second half of that might be wasted unless you got the one guy on your team that's just there for damage and debuffs, and then they could be exposing people. But 
I still think I think she's a good option for a leader in an Ahsoka team, but I still think Wedge is just the possibilities there the are ridiculous. So yep. totally agree. Uh, I want to bring up one other point with the Akbar thing. If you do use Akbar, how he calls in a rebel to assist. So if you have like R two D two on the team, there is a chance that Ahsoka could get called in, and that basic gives protection up Mm -hmm. and it will not give it to the same character again. So if you find a way to use maybe Gerald Kenobi or someone else to make her get called in for assist and attack out of turn, she's going to be passing around protection up, which will certainly make guys last a lot longer as long as they have that. Absolutely. Especially that 40%. It's pretty damn good. Yes, it is. So I went through and I looked at all the Rebels because I really just wanted to talk about Rebels on this episode. And I listed out the guys that give buffs. And I want to kind of rank the ones that I feel would be good and maybe some surprises people haven't thought about. So first one is Baze. Baze has Retribution when he gains his taunt. Yes, he gains taunt, but that one can't be stolen by... Ahsoka. So he only he only has the retribution, but he gets that an awful lot in an arena battle at the very least, right? Yep. So that's one an, another buff that she can steal that's probably going to be there a lot if you have Baze on the team. Biggs gains this is another good one and I hadn't thought a lot of the teams I saw in the videos I watched today didn't have Biggs in the wedge led team. But I think he would do pretty decent because a he gains evasion up after getting a crit or being hit by the Empire. So he has that evasion up a lot. And uh, when he crits, he also gives a random ally crit damage up. And he crits a lot. Like we said. So he's getting evasion up and he's giving out crit damage up a lot. So there's a not pretty good chance that throughout the match, there's two more buffs that Ahsoka's going to be able to steal. Yep. So... And one thing I'd like to point out real quick is the way her ability reads out, it doesn't appear that the buffs actually help her because she consumes them. So I'm assuming means like if she has offense up, she's not necessarily going to do more damage. She just gets the one extra attack from the offense up. Yep, I think that's the truth. The only way she's going to get the advantage of those buffs is if you don't whirlwind and you... Just use the basic. So yes, but why would you? I mean, it. That is true. There might be reasons, and it does all these buffs when she gets them do last two turns? So it could it could be possible, but I don't think that you would want to wait and possibly get her. You know, someone cleanse her and lose all your buffs and lose your whirlwind. So you're probably going to want to throw that up as fast as possible. But there's another surprise character that I actually think might be decent that just came out and uh, I don't think anyone I didn't see anyone talking about him but Bodhi Rook so his special gives a target ally offense up and potency up for two turns and so basically you can choose when you give that out and you can decide if you want to throw that out right before Ahsoka goes and can steal him and that's two buffs right there But on top of that, if you Zeta him, 
He'll also give out offense up to one ally who doesn't have to have it after every one of his turns. So if you after the turn that you use his ah. special, he's already thrown out three different unique buffs. So if you do that, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka can steal that, there's three unique buffs right there just from Bodhi, along with whatever else is out there. So that is interesting. And he's got a lot of good. He's got a good kit with the the evasion down and a couple other stuff. You know, he's actually one of those guys that can buff your team and debuff the other team. So he's got a lot of a lot working for him. I really do think that he he could be interesting. That's all I'm saying. He has a lot of unique buffs he can put out. Does, Very nice. Does require Zeta, but getting offense up after every one of his turns is not a bad Zeta, I don't think. I remember yeah. when we talked about him when he came out, I was talking about how I thought that was a good one. So, yep. One that I saw on a lot of teams in the videos was Cassian. But I'm not quite sure. I started leveling him up today and gearing him just because... Uh, I thought he would be good, but I kind of talked myself out of it once we started getting ready for the podcast. Cassian's in there, and the only time he throws out his buffs is when the match starts. So if you want to get a good whirlwind off quick, so basically like Arena, as opposed to maybe a longer fight like Raid, he's good because he can throw out a lot of a lot of buffs at the beginning of the match. But throughout the match as it goes on, he's really not going to add much buff wise actually he's not going to add anything so but he gives out protection up with a zeta he'll give everyone protection up with a zeta defense up to attackers potency up to support and tenacity up to tanks and give all of them to k2so if he's in the party so that's four unique buffs at the beginning of the encounter if you have one of each of the three types of characters in there nice so it's good in arena. I think that that would be good in arena. I don't think it would be good in a sustained fight because he's not going to add any more buffs yeah. after the first turn. So that is very true. Another one, Chirrut, hot when he crits. He is hot when he crits. That's what's written here. But I think I meant he gives out heal over times when he crits, and that is usually out there on someone all the time. So with Chirrut in there, you're always going to have a buff to steal, I think. Yep. But not only does it give Probably out hots, true. if an ally is not buffed or debuffed and he uses his heal uh, equalizing move, he gives out tenacity up too. So there's another unique buff that he can give out. And most of the time, there's going to be at least one person to get tenacity up. So there's two, uh, two unique buffs from him. So between Bays and Chirrut in your team, that's three buffs just between the two of them. So not a bad idea to have uh, Beirut in there. Just saying. I know no one will like that to hear true. that Bays or uh, that Beirut might be stronger now, but uh, I definitely think that these two are going to work well with her. Totally agree. Another surprise that might make a comeback in the arena... Han Solo, he can give out... I like this. He can give out two buffs, I think every two or three turns. Yeah. And he is... His first turn stun is always welcome. Um, 
So basically, let's see here. Oh no, it's every four turns, so not two turns. But all allies gain crit chance up and evasion up for two turns. And so there's two from him, along with his utility, the fact that he can hit hard. He's a decent idea if you have him geared up for a team, I think. Agreed. Um, He could be good in phase four of the AAD. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Immediately stun one of the B2s and then give all the buffs you know, out. Give the buffs out and... Yep. Absolutely, because I hate those freaking B2s. Uh, we talked about Jin's uh, leader ability, but also on top of if she was the leader, or even if she wasn't, she gives out advantage a lot. So she can gain advantage from her basic 70% chance, and she can give advantage to an ally with her special. So she can throw out advantage if she were the leader. That's a buff she can give out along with being the leader, but... It's just yep. one. There, there's some better ones out there, but she's worth looking at, I think. And this is kind of one of those things, if you're thinking arena, this is one of those times where turn order is going to matter because her meditate takes all the buffs that are on characters already. So you're going to want her to kind of be on the slower end, be behind everybody that's putting the buffs on. Yep. And the crazy thing is, right, you're going to have to get some good mods to make sure that she, you might not even use speed on her if that's the case, because her base speed is 148, which is pretty damn good. So, yep. yeah, if you want uh, her to go last, you're going to be putting a lot of speed on. Real quick on her stats, uh, I screenshotted them from Smithy D's video so that we'd have them for the podcast. So thank you, Smithy D. Mm-hmm. Um, her health is 18,444 her protection is 19,839 148 speed as you mentioned 28% potency which seems irrelevant 34% tenacity which don't really matter on her yeah um, let's talk about that physical, crit chance physical damage 2,572 and like you said, the crit chance. 39.25%. That is crazy. Right? And that's without mods. That's nuts. It's looking... Yes. I'm telling you, dude. She looks awesome. So. Oh, we agree there. <laughs> okay. So, do what? I'll say I got four more others if you want to hear them. Yeah, go for it. I got a few I'd like to throw in too, so carry on. So I got Lando. Because he grants yep. crit chance up from his unique when he hits a crit. And I got Leia, of course. That was one that I saw in a few teams there. Crit chance up from all her attacks and also gets stealth and offense up from her special. So there's... she. She's real good, I think. Kind of on the Bodhi Rook level with the three different unique... Um, three different unique buffs. So she can really help out just by herself along with whoever else you add in there. And the other thing about it is you got to look at some of these, right? Crit chance up, stealth, offense up. Totally different than what Chirrut and Bays give. So those that's a that's at least six or seven different buffs on one team if you have Leah 
Leia. Leia, Cherit, and Baze on the same team with Ahsoka. Uh-huh. So, yeah. When you're making your team, look at what the buffs they're giving are, because they have to be unique. But if you threw Leia, Baze, Cherit, Biggs, and Wedge together on the team, that's a lot of individual unique buffs. I'm just yes. saying. Yep, for sure. But if you don't have some of them leveled up, R2, who gives foresight, advantage, and stealth on his smokescreen, yes. so three different unique buffs right there from one move. Pretty damn good. Scarif... What is this? Scarif Real Pathfinder. He's not fake, folks. Scarif Real Pathfinder. <laughs> he gives offense up on his basic and speed up when he dies. So... He can add speed up even when he is defeated completely. He can still help with speed up. And he gives offense up on his basic. And he's a tank. So if you need a tank in there, he kind of helps in a lot of aspects. And not a lot of offense up buffs throughout all these ones I listed. Just Bodhi and Leia. So he can be helpful if you needed another tank. Yep, for sure. So that's the list I have. And I think... Just those ones there, if you were to look at what the buffs they are giving out and kind of add them up and see what's unique and can build a team, I think you can come up with a pretty damn good one. Like I myself, I think I'm going to try the Wigs, Beirut, Ahsoka team and see how that goes. Seems like a really good starting point. Um, I don't have any bays going on in my life, so... My first thought about this went to one of my favorites, Boba Fett. So, Boba's leader ability gives the plus 50% crit damage and plus 10% crit chance, which is obviously going to make Ahsoka hit even more like a truck than she already does. Now... With him, I was thinking R2-D2 and General Kenobi. Uh, General Kenobi, as we all know, gives retribution. Mm -hmm. He calls in assist, which will give protection up to somebody, which Mm -hmm. I think could be really useful. R2, you know, he gives, uh, as far as unique buffs, he he will give stealth, foresight, and then he also gives advantage to somebody. So, you know, that's... Yep, he's that a good right one to have in there. Is, yep. Uh, where was I going? Gerald Kenobi, I think the biggest benefit from him is calling in the assist and the fact that his cleanse reverses and can give the opposite effect. So if you have a speed down, an offense uh, or offense down... Anything along those lines, those can turn into buffs. Oh, man, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That could be really useful. For sure. Um, And then I have to agree with Chariot and Baze. You could totally throw those two in there because they're obviously studs. Another one would be Yoda. Yoda, yeah, he gives plenty. Or he Yoda gives... steals buffs from the other team. That's true. So if you have another team that is all buffed up, you could have 
Yoda go steal all those buffs because you know when he steals his buffs, he tends to have like twelve of them. I don't know why. Uh, he like pulls them out of thin air or something. Uh, so that's kind of the route I would be going. I think mm-hmm. I just really like the idea of Boba and R2 with her for that extra 20% crit chance and the extra crit damage. Yeah. And then obviously if you have Charon in there, you're going to have someone to protect her and heal her back, which could be really important with the way she loses health anytime she's buffed. So basically deep, Debuffs do damage to her, but it's immediately. Uh, that could also make keeping health off, health mods off of her. Because the smaller health pool she has, the less damage she's going to take. So build up with protection and maybe even defense to mm-hmm. help you know, her not take as much damage. Yeah. Something I just thought about when you were talking about Yoda. When Yoda steals the buffs from the other team, he does not steal stealth, correct? Ah. So I'm curious if uh, Ahsoka would steal stealth from her own team. I'm thinking that that's probably one she wouldn't. If it works the same way. I would... He... or she should, I would think. I don't see any reason why she wouldn't. Uh, I know that in those videos they were using R2. I cannot remember for sure if... Uh, if she stole it or not. Yeah, me either. I'm going to have to go back and watch a, watch another one. And uh, I have the answer to the question. Okay. One of the screenshots I took from Smithy D, she is stealth, so that... Uh, I'm assuming that probably is something she can steal. I don't know if she got it from R2, but R2 passes it out to everybody. Right, so she'll have it anyway if he's in the team. There's a good chance that she'd have it anyway, yep. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Because none of the other rebels I listed give out stealth anyway, so it would really just be for R2, and if he's giving it to her anyway, she doesn't need to steal it. That is true. Okay, that makes sense. Well, all I can say as a final thought is I don't know when she comes out, but I can't wait. And I think the event will be fun to get her. I'm sure they'll make come up with some cool little story uh, event for it. And it'll be fun to do. And then we'll have her. And that will be also awesome. So. Oh, one other thing that's super obvious that I'd like to throw out. If you have not activated old Ben. Do not level oh, him. Right. Do not gear him. <laughs> Just throw him in there, and the first AOE, there will be buffs everywhere. The old bin bomb, as they call it. Yep. I think the idea that I saw on the forums was to make sure R2 was in your team, and that R2 was fast, and then put in a bin that was low gear, low level, and use smoke screen and put it on old bin. So Ooh, that they have to kill idea. him. So then they kill him, and now Ahsoka is ready to kick some ass. I like now, it. Your I can't say that in a long arena match that that's going to be viable, but it sure as hell sounds like a lot of fun. Well, I mean, if you do like that team I was talking about with Boba and Ahsoka, mm-hmm. R2, 
say Gerald Kenobi and him. So you could put it on Old Ben. Old Ben dies. Uh, then Gerald Kenobi calls in all these insanely buff characters to assist. And then you have Ahsoka basically annihilate people, and then Boba use Execute. Sign me up. Yeah, that sounds pretty sick. Not gonna lie. I'm sure we'll Probably see some old be Ben good bombs. on defense, but that would be fun <laughs> yeah. as hell on offense. Yeah, you know that R2 is not gonna send it on a... <laughs> He's not gonna make them attack the lowest guy. Yeah. They're like, I'm a smokescreen General Kenobi, how's that? Well, if his uh, if his AI is programmed to select tanks or something along those lines, Old Ben is a tank, so that might actually kind of work if that's the case, but I do not know if it is. True, true. Interesting. Well, we're talking about Rebels. We're talking about Ahsoka. But what's going to happen when she comes out? Is there still a hope? For the Empire, because you know Fulcrum has the uh, the spy against the Empire. So what's going on with the Empire? Anything new coming? You know, no. do they have any shot? No, no? not sure. So we lied last week when we were like, I think that there's going to be a Tarkin rework. Yep, we absolutely lied. Sorry about no. your damn luck. We did. Not your hopes up. <laughs> there is the Tarkin rework. And it is puzzling. It is, yes. So, <laughs> um, it was detailed fairly heavily on Galactic War Report. They kind of dug through all of that stuff regarding him. So, you can obviously go listen to that for the more lengthier, detailed explanation, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. However, we have a list of most of his abilities, which seem super interesting. You want to go over these? Because I think that you're probably the one that's super excited about Tarkin. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but I'll talk about him. So Tarkin, new basic, his new basic. So his old basic, deal physical damage to one target. This attack deals 10% more damage for each living ally. So 40% damage, 50% extra damage on his basic. That's what it was before. Well, now when it's a mega, his basic grants 50% potency, stacking until ultimate firepower is used, which is his first special. So basically every time he basics, he's going to stack 50% potency. So more potency, more potency, more potency, depending on how many basics he shoots off. And then ultimate firepower used to be deal special damage to all enemies with a 45% chance to remove 70% turn meter. It is now deal special damage to all enemies with a 100% chance to remove 50% turn meter. Gains offense equal to double part Tarkin's potency. So the way I read this, it says the potency stacks until ultimate firepower is used. Let's say you stack it up to 200% potency. You're going to gain... 200 offense on this ultimate firepower AoE. Yes. Which does not sound too bad. Of course, you'd have to do four basics to get 200% potency, but there are other moves in his set that also well, grant that, potency. So That would actually add 400 
Optimus. Is it for him? Because it is double Tarkin's potency. Oh, it is double. You're right. I missed that. Yes. Yes, yeah, so ridiculous. And I'm assuming that includes his base potency. So if he has, say, 40% potency, then that that equates to 80% or 80 additional offense on that. And that can be some giant AoE firepower there, especially with 50% turn meter removal on everyone. Yep. That can get ridiculous. Then you have his other special... Intimidation tactics. It used to be inflict offense down on all enemies for three turns and speed down for three turns on all rebel enemies. In addition, Tarkin takes a fifty-five. Tarkin has a fifty-five percent chance to gain fifty percent turn meter. It will now be gain potency up for one to three turns. Inflict critical chance down and offense down for two to three turns on all enemies. Cannot be resisted by rebels. Gain bonus turn meter for each debuffed enemy. So you're getting turn meter for every debuffed enemy. You're gaining potency up, which adds just more potency for ultimate firepower. And so basically, this is a move that no one really was using a lot before. But now it gives you incentive to use it because A, you'll get the potency to make your AoE harder. And you're going to debuff the enemy team and gain turn meter for everyone that gets debuffed. So... Um. So I believe the actual mechanic for tenacity up is like an additional ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine potency or something. Well, if that's Could, the truth. I don't know how that's gonna work. Well, it's, ultimate firepower annihilate the entire team. Yeah, it could be a nuclear bomb. Yeah. I'm assuming that that is not how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that potency up doesn't it adds potency in a different way or something or you never know maybe they'll bring him out and he'll just be broken but <laughs> that could be interesting but for uh, prosperity's sake here this wasn't posted by a dev it was a breakdown of the abilities as heard by Morlock on the official forums so that is true yes uh, tighten the grip leader ability used to be empire allies gain 28 speed. It is now empire allies gain 30 speed inflict defense down for two turns on enemies that fall below hundred percent health, 100% health during empire allies turns. This cannot be resisted. So leader ability got a little bit better. Don't think I'd use it. Inflict defense down for two turns whenever they go below 100% health. Defense down, meh. Speed, straight speed leader ability used to be awesome. Not really a thing that gets used a lot anymore. So I don't I'm know if the leader ability. Fan. Yeah, I just, I don't know. There is another character that we'll get into that kind of gives more speed as well on... Their leader that's kind of making a comeback. True. True, true, true. Just saying. Well, he also has a new unique ability, which he didn't have before, called Callous Conviction. Gain defense equal to 100% of his potency. Zeta. Gain 20% potency per debuffed enemy. So A, Zeta him, he's getting 20% more potency per debuffed enemy for a total of... 
100% potency if everyone's debuffed. To what add on to it? his stacking potency, to add on to his potency up, to use ultimate firepower. That thing looks like it can hit really hard if you work up to it. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. He he kind of seems like he's going to be. I, I don't want to say Darth Nihilus esque, but I mean. If you set that thing upright, it could be really nasty. But I think it's going to be one of those things that you do kind of have to set up, and I'm not sure how easy that's going to be to get set up on defense. Defense will be hard. Offense, this is how I look at it. I think you're right that it can be really powerful, but I think you do have to set it up. And the thing about Darth Nihilus' Annihilate is yes, you have to set it up by getting the the uh, cooldown down to zero. But that's really easy to keep track of. With this, you're going to have to be really keeping track of what you think you've upped his potency to before you move on your that's ultimate firepower. So it's not something that I think a lot of players will just go after and use because I think... This is not a knock on anyone, but I think people are lazy and having to keep track of that. They're not going to want to. Not like Annihilate, where it just tells you. So, yes. I think he can be definitely interesting, but I think a small niche of players are the ones that are going to use him. Higher end, let's say. Higher up on the arena. How excited are you about this guy? I don't play an Empire team, so I don't. I mean. Well, here's the thing. None You're of these really excited about Veers. Just saying. It's true. If he if he could cleanse the troopers, I would love him, but he can't do that. So, yeah, it doesn't help me there. But the none of his moves besides the defense down and his leader ability, none of his moves really need empire for anything. So, I mean, yeah. At, you could probably use Grand Moff in a lot of teams because he's just not needing Empire to do his thing. I mean, you could put him under a Vader lead if you want. Good. Get you could put him under a uh, Boba lead. Yep. <laughs> I mean, give him all that extra crit damage. I mean, he doesn't need Empire to get all his potency and make ultimate firepower that strong, so... It's really just putting him under the right lead to make him shine, and you'll be good. I feel like you're so, kind of annoyed by this. I know you like these synergy teams, and uh, you don't feel like this is a synergy character. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like synergy characters. You are correct. I think they added enough synergy, making an entirely new team from nothing with the Sith Troopers, that... It's okay that they make this guy, give him time to shine. People love him, and he can fit on most things. So, I uh, I, I can deal with it. Okay, cool. And I have him geared so for the uh, for fleet arena. So yeah, it's a good. Might point. make it fun to play with. This may up his power there too. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. You don't know how that's going to affect uh, how he makes his ship come out after all this. Yep. So. Cool. Definitely. I like both of these. 
I think they are awesome, and I think that they are definitely something to look forward to. I am over the moon about Ahsoka. I cannot wait. Okay, so let's recount. Let's recount. We don't know when Ahsoka's coming out. True. But hopefully soon. Excited about that. Tarkin rework. Excited about that. Yep. New event series next week coming out. New information about it. Excited for that. Possibility of Phoenix becoming farmable. Excited about that. I think this next coming week is going to be awesome. And just so we're clear, I don't remember if we touched on this. According to friend of show EA Jesse, Ahsoka is not the fan favorite character for June. So keep that in the back of your head. There is still someone who is probably more of a fan favorite than Ahsoka coming next month. Yep. That was a nice little uh, reiteration from Jesse on his Twitter saying, yep, Ahsoka's awesome and a fan favorite, but she is not the June fan favorite character. So So still waiting on that announcement. Another thing to be excited about. That is true. So. Well, uh. Loving it. I kind of want to talk a little bit about Arena and what we're doing, because if your Arena is anything like mine... Like, you, you can't make heads or tails of it right now. Like, <laughs> there, are, there are different teams cropping up. Like, everything is changing so quickly. I can't keep up with it. Is yours doing that? Mine's changing, going crazy. I am, I, over the last week and a half, I have dropped rank every day like crazy. Yep. Like, because I've said on the podcast, I've sit usually between 50 and 80. Every time I go to do my arena battles this week, I've been 110, 120. Ooh, like, that's rough. Yeah, it's... I usually want to stay in the top 100. I want to be in the top 10, but uh, I haven't gotten there yet. So yeah. I try to stay in the top 100 at the least, you know. But, man, try, I've never had to fight to get back into it every day. And that that's how it's been this week. And I don't know what changed or what people are doing with their teams, but... I got to change something. Well, it seems to me like the introduction of R2 really killed off the Sith. And the Sith kind of going extinct has led to all those teams trying to figure out something new. So we've got all this other crap popping up. Mm-hmm. The most, there are several teams that I've noticed in my arena that are kind of a pain to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the most frustrating one is a General Kenobi lead. With Beirut, Darth Nihilus, and R2-D2. So, so frustrating. Who was the leader you said? General Kenobi. Okay. He is tanky as hell. He's hard to kill. And then with all that extra health and Chariot moving health around, it, it takes some work to get through it. But... Mm-hmm. There's one team that I thought was really interesting, and then I was glad to see that McMull did a video on it. The Jedi team. Have you seen this? I have heard a lot about it in Discord. I haven't really looked at it. It's pretty legit. It's it's one of those teams that you really have to think about how you approach it. So it's a Qui-Gon Jinn Zeta lead. R2, preferably Zetas everywhere, especially on a second one, with Gerald Kenobi, Yoda, and Anakin. 
Hmm. This thing will wreck face. It is ridiculous. I, the first time I fought this team, I was, I killed off Kenobi, I think. And I was like, oh, this could be pretty easy. I was like, I still got everyone left. And I attacked someone and then it dropped them below half health. That was when Anakin did his AOE. That was also when I lost Joe Kenobi and Darth Nihilus. I quickly realized <laughs> that something was wrong. Um, I went on to lose that battle. Mm-hmm. Went on to Sounds attack like again. It. And, yeah, basically Jedi Knight Anakin's a wrecking ball. I mean, he was critting on his AoE for close to 20k with offense up. And, <laughs> I mean, he's just wiping guys out. It's ridiculous. Uh, right. I'm super impressed with that team. Uh, you can go look. Uh, listen to McMull's video on it and he kind of details out the mechanics of it and why it works so well but that is a super interesting team but as for me right now I I was using a Boba lead which was a lot of fun and then these stupidly <laughs> tanky teams came along and I couldn't do that anymore so I am yeah. back to my standard Rex, Kenobi, R2, Darth Nihilus, and Boba. I've got to figure something out, though, because I'm dropping a lot. I'll drop from second all the way down to 20th, and I can fight back, but it's it's a lot of work. So are you, I'm trying so to are you farming Beirut at all? I, I do have... Uh, wow... Not not the Bay's half of Beirut. Cherit. God, cannot think of his name. <laughs> uh, I've got him at gear 11. I've got plans for him. I want to use him under a Boba lead. That was kind of my plan. Mm-hmm. And then I had to abandon ship because it started not working. Uh, right. Bay's, I do have unlocked. I have not activated him or put a single piece of gear on him. So... So we're opposites. Why don't we, with our powers combined, we are Beirut. <laughs> nice. Because I, my Beirut, my base is at gear 11, but my, I'm waiting on droid collar salvage to get mine, my, um, Chirrut. to gear nine, and then I'll work on my gear 10. Nice. Or maybe it's to gear 10. So who are but, you using currently? I'll give you one guess. Clones. It's the same as last week. Yeah. Cody, Zeta lead, five Zeta, clone sergeant, Echo, and General Kenobi. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, here's the reason. I threw it in last week with a gear nine chirrut, and it really didn't, uh, I felt like I didn't have chirrut geared up enough to... And I didn't put the mods on my guys where I wanted them to. So I kind of was like, like in poker when you reveal your hand too early. So I pulled yeah. them out. But I was working on a the triple cleanse team with uh, Beirut, Rex, General Kenobi, and Nihilus. But the one that I threw in, I replaced Boba with, or I replaced Nihilus with Boba because I have him geared up and I was working on Nihilus. Nice. And that's what I was going to go with, and that's what I've been working towards. But now that I've seen Ahsoka, I actually really want to gear her and not Nihilus. 
I, I so, will say the team you're talking about, the uh, the Rex with Beirut, Gerald Kenobi, plus mm-hmm. you know an Annihilator, basically works really well. There's still quite a few of those in my arena, but here's why I switched. Everything's about to switch with Ahsoka coming in, and who knows if that's going to still be as good, you know. So I might yeah. as well start off working now towards what I think will be good and hope that it pays off yeah. rather than work towards what's good now that might not be good in three weeks. Let's be honest. Rex is never going away. Oh, no. I have my Rex is ready to go. <laughs> He's got so his If that team doesn't insane. work, then I will flip it out and see how Ahsoka works in the triple cleanse. Nice. But... Yeah. How is your R2 Just, unit? Uh, gear 6, level 70. So Not very useful. No, I haven't, I haven't been gearing him. I've been working on Chirrut and Darth Nihilus, and then I stopped Darth Nihilus today, and yeah. Fair enough. Started working on Cassian, talked myself out of that before the podcast. Now I am might go back to Bodhi, because I got Bodhi at gear 8. And close to gear nine and maybe try him. Sounds like you need to make a plan and stick with it. I'm really good at flopping around like a fish. <laughs> Tell you that much. Yeah. But yeah. It'll either be the triple cleanse or the wigs che or who I almost said it. Sorry, giggles. Ooh, I have the wigs Beirut and Ahsoka team. That's the one I'm going to go for first, and if not, I'll just go back to the triple cleanse. Nice. And once I get them geared up, I'll throw all my clone mods onto them and see how far I can get. Sounds like a good strategy. I would just like for once to get in the top 10, so that's what I'm working towards. That's my goal in the game right now, is to get into the top 10. Well, you'll get there. You will get there. Hoping so. Hoping so. So. Well, we have gone pretty long, so that's pretty much going to be it for this podcast. I want to throw in one last thing. Uh, there's a resource I've been working on because it doesn't appear to exist and it's been driving me crazy. Um, I have built a spreadsheet that contains all of the buffs and debuffs of the game, and it lists out what they do. So. You can look at that as a reference. I am going to post it on our Discord channel, uh, hoping it'll be up Sunday. I have a little bit of stuff to do. My internet's currently not working. Surprise! Uh, (laughs) Not surprised. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) I'm going to get that posted on there. You can go check that out if you want to use that as a reference and to kind of think about, you know, what all debuffs there are and how you're going to get them on Ahsoka. Uh, I'm going to eventually get all the characters that give those debuffs listed out on that spreadsheet, but it will not be there. This From the jump. Probably. That'll be version 2.0. Yep, pretty much. So, so uh, man, other than that, I got nothing. Other than a stuffy awesome, nose, man. obviously. Hey, you and me both. Ugh. Apparently that means I sound better to a lot of people. In the Discord, so <laughs> you got at least one more week of my different stuffy-nosed voice. It'll probably be back to normal next week. At least, God, I hope so. 
Yeah, I hear so. you. One last plug. Check out our Twitter, at Shattered Order. Check out our podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on SoundCloud. Leave us reviews. We love to hear from you guys. And you know, there was one uh, other thing. One thing related to that, go give us some iTunes reviews. We got one not too long ago, but how about this? We want three iTunes reviews this week. Help us out, people. Yes. Wink is offering a $20 gift card for each person that, that gives a review this week. <laughs> that I am not doing, uh, but I will give you a personal thank you on the podcast. How about 20 bot? 20 bot? Yeah, the Thailand money. Bot? I didn't, I didn't know that it's, was it's a not bit. much. 20 bot isn't much. <laughs> 20 bot gift cards for everyone. Nice. <laughs> Good luck spending it. All right, guys. It. Yeah, exactly. Just You have to go to Thailand to spend it, but It'll whatever. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll let you go. It's been an hour and a half. I know where you uh, you and some of you enjoy that, some of you hate it, but uh, that's just what we do because that's who we are. We're long-winded. So. We can't help it. <laughs> we, hell, we've been closing out the show for five minutes now. Jeez. I know. With that, you all have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.